Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is really rifled out to right center field. You want to talk some oppo power. Travis Darno's 14th of the year is a three-run blast. Watch Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Yeah, there was some positive things that came out of the way that crazy game ended last night, Travis Darno jerking one out there. Braves take the loss on the heels of a not so not so good pitching performance by closer Canley Jansen, and 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 just walked in the run, but just was didn't have anything. It looked like that last inning let the Cardinals get back in this game. And the one thing you can't do is give this Cardinals team a chance to get back in. No, it just it just couldn't be done. And that's what happened last night. And that happens throughout the course of a season. It makes it's maddening when it happens, and you just gotta hope that things balance out. You know, when things like this happen, is he gonna have some bounce? You know, some balls bounce the other way. They'd give us the wins when those times happen when he's not having his best on the mound, but yet gets it done for that last inning. Absolutely, and and you hope it isn't something that's deflating for the team. You got to turn right around. You got to play this team this evening. They're on ESPN. They're the Prime Sunday night time. baseball game. Yep, Sunday night baseball game. Tonight uh, is not the Yankees and Red Sox. Uh, <laughs> really? Are you it's, sure? It's not the Yankees and Red Sox. Uh, it'll be the Braves and Cardinals tonight from St. Louis uh, playing the game. And the Braves still have a chance to win this series, take two out of three. And that's to me, that's the, the, the important thing here is for the Braves to get this win uh, tonight and, and uh, you know wrap up this series on a, on a positive note. So that's what we're looking to do tonight. Uh, as we sit here and talk baseball, happy 72nd birthday to Ron Guidry. Wow. Ron Guidry, 72 years old. Man. Today. So, want to just throw that out there. <laughs> he's um well, he's a Yankee, so you know, that's why I always associate him with so. I'll leave it at that. Guy's a great pitcher, but yeah. One of the things though that I did want to um, mention to you is 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 we had talked earlier about this Braves team and the I guess a good problem to have is with Anthopoulos when he, when he has Ozzie come back. Yesterday we had Dr. Dale on the show talking about various injuries. We're going to get into the concussion stuff, but asked him specifically about the return of Ozzie Albies and that type of injury. I didn't know where that injury was actually located on his foot. It made me think of the movie Harlem Nights. 
is, uh. is that bone under your pinky toe. Mm. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, that's – and you think about the big toe and turf toe all the time and, and the issues pushing off there, but I, I never thought about the effects of, of, of having a problem with your pinky toe. No. And how no. that would have, you know. It plays a role. It well, plays, obviously, we need all know, five yeah, of them, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, you know. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's, that's a, a rather severe thing, and that's why you don't want to rush it. You know, you don't want to have them out there, you know, at, at 70% or, or even 80% if you have someone in place that allows him to completely recover. And the Braves have someone, uh, a couple of people, who will allow, you know, Ozzie Albies to completely recover. We hopefully. Hope, we hope. Hopefully. We hope. We hope and we I'm hope. not talking about his recovery. Hopefully they can hold down the fort, so to speak. Because, again, we've talked about Vaughn Grissom and, and his ascent into major leagues and, and how he's setting the world on fire. But we know the baseball gods always exact revenge. And they've got more and more tape on him. The more success he has, the more tape that is out there on him. And so especially when you get to this time of year and when, and when you get into the playoffs, you know that his time at the plate is going to be seen repeatedly by the Scherzers and the DeGroms of the league and, 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 and the Wainwrights and all those guys with the, with the Cardinals and the Dodgers pitchers. And here's the question you want to ask yourself. Is Freddie giving them boys out there in L.A. a little insight into how the Braves approach batting and and Albies, not Albies, but like Ronald Acuna and and so on and so forth? You think he would do that? Oh, uh, good. He's there now. Yeah, he may share a little something. Yeah. You know, it's possible that 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 happens. That happens when um, players, when teams seek certain players with attachment and knowledge. Another player, absolutely. Word gets back to us that he did that. We're gonna go out and TP his house. <laughs> we're gonna pull a Marietta High School on him. <laughs> he gonna come home with the family and everything, and we, you know, have a safe life. Back. We're gonna leave you something in your front yard <laughs> if, we, if we can get into the gated community. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety-two nine the game, ninety-two nine the game dot com. Um, I want to ask you your thoughts. We saw this earlier, man, and, and didn't think about it because he's a giant in the minds of many, but. Just like, you know, some of the all-time greats, Joe Montana putting on a Kansas City uniform or, or Joe Namath jumping around. Uh, Brett Favre was a nomad end of his career. But Willie Mays ended with the Mets. Yeah. And they retired his number, number 24. Retired number 24. No other Met player will, will wear that number. Uh, Willie Mays, now 91 years old. Yeah. And um, he doesn't do own. many interviews. Doesn't very few, very few. You know, he's kind of not been that person. You know, he he really hasn't. If there's an event going on, an occasion, he's there. He will say something, but he doesn't seek it. You know, and to me, I don't, I don't know how much he saw it in his day as a player. You know, my memories of him as a player. I was very young, just right. when he played with the Giants, and then he played those final couple of years. You know, with with, with the Mets. Um, so I don't know he's actually, how, how much he's actually sought that spotlight. I think he's very content to be who he is and know what he accomplished within the sport. I'm sure he has his stories that he could have told. Oh, please. You know what I mean about things coming along doing the, and going playing for the playing for the Black Barons in Birmingham uh before going on to play, you know, in 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 the majors. He's got his sets of stories to tell too. Um but he's been honored this is Old Timers Day or Old Timers Weekend for the Mets. And uh, all year long, they've been playing, paying attention to the heritage of the Mets team, going back to the Casey Stingle and how they were those lovable losers for so long. Right. And all of a sudden, yeah. they turned things around. 
And so uh, a black they, cat, yeah, crossing the field how about at that? a Cubs game. Yikes! In front of Ron Santo, <laughs> that changed everything. <laughs> changed it all. And of course, we go back to the Billy Goat and all that other stuff. Yeah, Cubs. yeah. Oh my goodness! But uh, that, yeah, a great tribute to Willie Mays uh, yesterday up in New York. Do you know? Do you have you heard from people, probably the generation before us, that had a problem before he died? We always saw, when we saw Joe DiMaggio, he was always introduced as the greatest living ball player. Hank Aaron was still with us. Willie Mays was still with yeah. us. And nobody considered that. But then yeah. announcers... And then, and, then, and, then and, and I think Stan Musial. Was still around, right? Long time, right? But yet, mm-hmm. he was given that moniker. I have always thought, but again, that generation before us saw them play. Right. And they all said, at least the voices in my house said, that's just a New York thing. They're just being, they'd be loud and noisy. That ain't the case. Nobody considered them the greatest, it's Willie Mays, or it would be Hank. It was it was Willie or Hank, always. Yeah, yeah. Those were the two names that weren't getting their credit as far as that Well, if statue. they didn't go for DiMaggio, I'm trying to think if there was even by coastal baseball when DiMaggio played. You know what I mean? I no, think no, no. Everything, everything was the East Coast, oh, right? Because, listen, Coast. early Mickey Mantle wasn't there. They didn't go there till 58. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's something else that he kind of kind of missed out on. But, you know, because he was that guy, because of his record that he had, in baseball, and then playing for the team that he played for, obviously. And plus, you talk about somebody that didn't, you know, as Mays didn't seek it, right. DiMaggio had it all the time. There was always a camera on him, and that hair was always just right. And, you and, know, and when you got break, Marilyn Monroe in your arm. Yeah, and, and, he, and he was in, in sale and did Mr. Coffee commercials. You know what plus I mean? when he was older, he, yeah. Right, right, but yeah. I'm just saying that's because he was that kind of guy with the media, the New York media and whatnot. He enjoyed that. You know, he, he, he freely gave that. And so that's that's part of what helped him get. Did you ever hear that story about Marilyn Monroe when she came back from her first was overseas tour? It was it might have been one of those like USO kind of tour. And she, of course, you know, when you're a movie star, you go do your thing, and there's just the crew there, right? You don't get the the immediate response that people say like do, who do theater, right? Get okay. right. And she had never got the applause and and had it firsthand like she did when she went on this U.S. tour. And she was with Joe DiMaggio then and came back and, and told Joe how excited she was. And, Joe, you just wouldn't believe it. There were thousands of people there, and they were so happy to have us. Joe, I mean, you, maybe you don't understand it, but have you ever been around thousands of people that were cheering you? <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to explain this to him. And he's, he's looking yeah, at he's her like, going, like, yeah. yeah, pretty much every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. Mm. Uh, a couple names I want to bring up to you, Eric, and I touched a little bit on them yesterday. Uh, one will be a little bit easier to talk about than the other as far as reliving what they did. But uh, we lost a couple big names this past week, both in the world of football. Uh, I was going to start with Don Coryell. Yeah. Your thoughts on, on wow. this guy. And, and D-Led came on and talked about how they had been working to get him into the Hall of Fame. Like, if you got an offense named after you, yep. that yep. should be step one. Just an innovator, incredible innovator. Um, that lit the game up, kind of brought more of the AFL-type flavor, you know, with him because that was a more wide-open game that they were playing played in the AFL. So, yeah, Eric Coriel, as it was known, and uh, Dan Fouts, uh, the quarterback that, that triggered that out there with the Chargers. And so, yeah, to me, just known as a tremendous innovator. Len Dawson. Yeah, wow. Lost Lenny uh, Dawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, part, of, part of one of my favorite football teams. Well, I said that the AFL doesn't get any credit were it not for their win. Uh, and, again, we, we talked about, um, you know, the NFL was just dominated by the Packers, you know, that, that during the 60s, right? 
And so the first two Super Bowls, when they finally did merge, obviously we know Green Bay won them. But that first one, they played Kansas City. Right. So Hank Stram had got them boys there. Len Dawson took the L for that one. But then when they got to Super Bowl three, Joe Namath makes a prediction. They win, gives them relevancy. We don't want to say that too loud because we know who that that team beat in that Super Bowl. Yeah. Guy yeah. on the other side of the glass yeah. might yeah. have something to say about that. Yeah. I don't know if he was well, even born that. I don't know if he said anything about them because they, <laughs> they, they, they got on a red ball uh, truck and moved in the middle of the night. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, know, they did. I don't, I don't think he cared that much for them. <laughs> but that win, even though it was the conversation, it sort of died down about the dominance of the NFC, but when the, when the Super Bowl era started and, and Namath and the Jets win it, that's great. But it doesn't stick unless they do it again soon. And that Super Bowl four with Kansas City getting that win, that solidified it. That brought the credibility to the AFL. They said, now we got ourselves a rivalry. And isn't it interesting? The, the, the team, the organization that just dominated those first two Super Bowls and the championships prior to that, how long did it take them to get back to the Super Bowl? After losing it to the AFL teams, Packers didn't get back. I guess Brett Favre days, yeah, Reggie yeah. and Reggie White. It, it took a while. Ninety six, ninety five, something Packers, like that. Packers like in the outback for years. They were no, they yeah, they were not the outback. What was it? Well, Siberia. They, they, they were they, football they really, Siberia. They really were. They, they really were. And players that went there, it was considered a bad place to go until Reggie White went. You know, right. and that and that turned it around. You know, because well, even Brett, and Brett was there though. Yep, but I mean that's that's the thing. For the longest time, the Packers like, oh, we send the guys we don't want. But we did it. You know what we I mean? Did. Glanville had a problem with, with, with Brett Favre closing down, you know, Midtown and Buckhead. Well, it was Buckhead, really. No Midtown clubs. But he was closing down Buckhead when he was here. And Jerry well, Glanville said, oh, we're going to send you to Siberia. Right? That's how he ended up in Green Bay. But you're right. Anyway, wanted to make a, take a second for those two guys. Uh, Len Dawson, 87, uh, lost him. And very, very significant to the growth of this league. In, in the Hall of Fame. Twice, as a player and as a broadcaster. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Mm, mm, mm. Been waiting for this lady to come back and join us. Uh, talking Falcons, it is Maria Martin, 11 Alive. She's going to join us next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 28th day of August. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Sunday morning. We've got to talk some football right now. We've been waiting to get this woman back on the show oh, yeah. for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. This is the sparks that she has coming off her heels. That's how busy she is. And she's just oh, she's running. on she's on she's on roller skates. She is just all over the place. <laughs> she is on roller skates she, right now. She found herself uh, with a, with a, with a spare moment to come back and join Sam and Greg. We couldn't be happier about it. Maria Martin, uh, eleven alive. Good morning, and thank you again for coming on with us. Good morning, Sam and Greg. Yes, literally, I just feel like I'm on ice skates. Honestly, it's that slippery. How much I'm all over the place and just how busy I am. And football just got started. But listen, I got a lot of coffee in my hand, so we're good to go. All right. <laughs> that sounds like you already. Okay, all three preseason games are done. Uh, also, a couple of weeks of joint workouts. Um, did you see enough with this Falcons team to start the season? And you feel like the coaching staff and the brain trust there have seen enough to make these roster cuts to get down to the opening day roster? 
Uh, look, I'll tell you what. I think that they feel pretty good about where they're at. Um, you know, Arthur Smith even said that yesterday post game that he feels like he has enough, especially he was even singling in on the wide receivers because we all know that there's a lot of tough decisions to make when it comes to that group. But Tori McElhaney of the Falcons asked Arthur Smith post game if he felt like he saw enough from that group. And all he said was, I do. So I think that they are confident in making those roster cuts before four o'clock on Tuesday. However, there's so many tough decisions to be made on this team. And I think this is one of the more interesting roster culminations that we've seen from the Falcons in the last couple of years, because there are some bubble guys that really have made a case for themselves to truly make this team, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you look at the, the wide receiver group, like I mentioned, also the running backs. I mean, the tough decisions that these guys have to make between now and Tuesday, I am not jealous of that whatsoever. And there were guys that really made a case for themselves yesterday. Caleb Huntley, who was a long shot in that running back group, in my opinion, really had a great day. And again, everybody knows that one preseason game isn't really going to make or break somebody in a team, but it certainly does help. And it it makes you kind of reevaluate the entire body of work from that player. So, yeah, I think the Falcons should be confident in where they're at. Um, you know, everybody knows that this season is really a mystery, you know, it, it, which is a great thing for Falcons fans. You need to be pleasantly surprised by whatever you get. But I think, yeah, especially after yesterday, you end the summer on a great note and you move forward towards the season knowing that you have some hope and some promise. Maria Martin, 11 Alive, joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I'm going to keep talking for a second so you can take a sip. <laughs> got coffee all over the place Thank there. Thank you. Thank you. I will uh, take it now. <laughs> all right. As you said, it is a mystery going into this season. So take off your reporter head and as a, a just a sports lover, a football lover, and what you saw while you were out there covering, impressed, need some work. Talk about both sides of the ball for you and, and where you focused. Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, listen, I'm a lover of football. There's no question about that. Anybody that has a conversation with me for two seconds knows football is quite literally my life. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I think I've been the most impressed with by the Falcons is their inability to not quit. And you don't see that very often from a team with a lot of guys who have a lot of question marks and honestly would be fighting for roster spots on any other team in the NFL. This is a group that really feels like they had something to prove. And there's something to be said about that at any level of football. I don't care if it's the NFL, college, high school, whatever. These guys are all proving that they're not really the bottom of the totem pole of all 32 teams in the NFL. And that's good to see. It's good to see a lot of young guys with the chip on their shoulder a, trying to make an NFL roster, and B, trying to make a name for themselves, especially a guy like Desmond Ritter. How excited should you be as a Falcons fan that you got a young quarterback that doesn't get rattled by anything? You should be elated, seriously, because the fact that he was able to get his first NFL start yesterday speaks volumes to not only what he was able to do, but also with this coaching staff. They believe in him. They want to throw him out there, throw him into the fire right away. That's perfect because – those reps are invaluable. I even asked Arthur Smith after the game, you had Desmond Ritter in the game until the fourth quarter. How valuable is that for that young quarterback? And he said, it's invaluable. You cannot give these guys enough reps. And obviously Mariota giving him some reps is great, but you're showing that you believe in Desmond. Not only can he come back from mistakes, you saw the very first play of the game. I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. He throws yeah. the pick in the very first play of the game. But how does he respond is really what you're looking at. And I thought he did great. So I think as a Falcons fan, you got to be excited just because these guys don't get rattled. And then on the defensive side of the football, there might be a pass rush this year. I mean, that's exciting. You see 
so many guys that are hungry, not only at the line of scrimmage, but the second level of the Falcons defense, there's so much promise because you have a lot of guys, A, I keep saying the word hungry, but I'm serious. I mean, that's the vibe also that I get when I talk to these guys is that all of them are tired of hearing that they suck. I mean, just to be totally honest and put it as elementarily as I can, they're just tired of hearing, okay, we're 32nd in this, 32nd in this. They are so sick of it. And so, for even the second level of the defense, all these linebackers, also some tough decisions to make there. I mean, the possibilities, I think, are endless with this team when it comes to motivation and hunger, and there's something to be said about that. Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline this morning with Maria Martin from 11 Alive. She is social. You can find her on Twitter at Rhea underscore Martin, Rhea underscore Martin. And we're talking some Falcons football with the Falcons. We, we, I don't know we, what we take away from this preseason. The fact that we got a couple of wins, that's always nice. Um, people say we're not going to get many regular season. We take what we get. I'm glad to see us uh, get that and want that to be a habit because that's learned just like losing is something that, that can be reinforced. Um, unfortunately for this team. My questions are still really with the offensive line. And we saw, you know, Ritter get the start. We're seeing some things moments with the running game, which I think is going to be also crucial to the overall success of whomever is quarterbacking. Thoughts about this O-line and who you think is going to really make it and be there, that uh, that group that really starts that first game, Maria? Yeah, well, you know, this is obviously a position group that it's been the focus of training camp and really the offseason because this is a group that has to be better this year. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And the fact that you didn't have any starters out there yesterday kind of tells you there's some culmination of the offensive line that they have an idea about. The one question mark that we really, really have, I think, is that center position. Is it going to be Matt Hennessy? Is it going to be Drew Dahlman? I don't really know that one is better than the other at that position. So, again, that's another really difficult decision that this coaching staff is going to have to make. I think the obvious locks would be Jake Matthews, Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry, Matt Hennessy. Drew Dolman. And I think Elijah Wilkinson, too. I mean, he he really has made a case for himself at left guard. Um, he's had a really good training camp. And unfortunately for Jalen Mayfield, I know everybody likes to dog him considering how his rookie year went, but he's been injured. I mean, that's not a secret. And it's unfortunate because he really wanted to prove himself in training camp, but he's been sliding and sliding because of that injury. And that happens and these things happen, but he's in a position where this position group has no room for error and it's been very competitive and to be injured at quite honestly, a really inconvenient time for Jalen really sucks. But, you know, I think that this offensive line is kind of uh, coming to fruition and it certainly will before Tuesday, but that center position is really what I'm interested to see. Listen, and you can't compare what was to what is going to be because you have mobility at that position behind these guys that we haven't had in more than a decade. And so watching them, as we've seen in the preseason, there is a, like I said, just the the ball gets out quicker. The ball gets out a lot sharper, too. And it's just everything's all kind of bright, new, and shiny this year. So to say the offensive line, what they didn't do last year to somebody who wasn't as mobile as what we have back there this year, it's going to be interesting to watch. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm not so down on what was the offensive line before as what they can do now moving forward with the guys that are going to have back there. Yeah, I mean, I think you make a really good point. Listen, it's 
obviously no secret that these are two very different quarterbacks than Matt Ryan. And, and Matt gave you a lot of good things, and he was a very solid quarterback. I think he's going to be phenomenal for the Colts. Um, you know, quite honestly, I hope that they go a long way with Matt. He deserves that. But you have, as you said, something really bright, new, and shiny. Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, and they both do things well in different ways as well. So, you know, I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Desmond Ritter later in the year starting. I mean, this kid has so much promise. I keep saying the word promise. I said it on Twitter all week. It's because I truly believe that. And he's not scared, which is also something in a quarterback nope. that you really want, especially in the NFL. You don't want someone that goes out there with fear. And to him, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's going to be the same heartbeat level at all times of the game, which is fantastic. Not afraid to sling it downfield. Um, you know, he sometimes he's touches the ball a little bit too much. He puts a little too much touch on it, but he'll rein that in hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then Marcus Mariota, you know, like you said, quick release, he can move around. When you have mobile quarterbacks, it, it makes the offensive line's job a little bit easier. And they certainly need that because we know how often Matt Ryan was not vertical. He was horizontal. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit. Maria, the, the, the uh, quarterback positions at the other teams within the division have cleared up and taken shape over the last a week or so. Jameis Winston's going to work. Um, you know, it seemed like they settled on the quarterback uh, there up at, up at, uh, up in Carolina, and we know who's down in Tampa. Thoughts about how that plays things out as we begin play, especially with us starting out with a division opponent. Yeah, well, look, when you mentioned Carolina first, um, they're in a really tricky position quarterback-wise, obviously, after training camp. The worst thing that can happen to you in training camp is injuries, and they have been hit hard at that position. You had Matt Corral, who has that Liz Frank injury, who's going to be out for a very long time, and then Sam Darnold. We don't really know what's going to go on with him, and so that leads to Baker Mayfield. He has the keys to the offense right away in Carolina. So, uh, you know, I'm not totally sold on Baker Mayfield. I haven't been, really, since he's been in the league. So I've Still, looking at the schedule, heading into it, when you look at the NFC South Division opponents for the Falcons, I think that you're going to get at least a win over Carolina. Now I'm even more confident in that, considering they don't really have another option at quarterback. Uh, you know, the Saints, I think if I think if they didn't have Jameis Winston, I'd be more convinced with this offense because they are truly loaded, and, and this is a really difficult Saints team. Um, and look, the Falcons are going to be even more motivated to start the season, considering it is the Saints, and it is at home, and Arthur Smith has really put an emphasis on they want Mercedes-Benz Stadium to be a tough place to play because, in reality, their home field advantage has not been great over the last five years since the existence of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, uh, yeah, of course, Tom Brady in Tampa, we already know what that is. I mean, he, he just missed 11 days from the team. And um, I saw his quote last night where he said he was asked what that was. And he said, look, I'm 45 years old. I got a lot of stuff going on. So if it wasn't for Tom Brady in Tampa, if it wasn't for Jameis Winston at the Saints, I think the Saints might be at the top of the division and Tampa would be maybe an edge under them, honestly. But I think everything is taking shape, especially because they have solid quarterbacks at each team. So this is going to be interesting. I hope that the Falcons can make it competitive. Uh, we'll see what these tandem quarterbacks in Atlanta can do. <sighs> that wasn't so bad, was it? That was great. I mean, <laughs> that was great, Maria. And, and you, I, can, I can picture her right now holding that big mug of coffee. Oh, yeah, she's got her. <laughs> oh, it's very large. Like, I, I wish I could tell you how many ounces of coffee it is. It's a giant mason jar. So I Oh, my it goodness. 
Yeah, well, I, I, whoa, wow, I, I have the most important question to ask her right now. Okay, because when okay. we, we communicated this week, Maria was going, some, going through something that was close to me. And you know how much we talk about Jesse on this show. Yeah. She was dealing with a, 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 a sick dog. Okay. How, how, how is the puppy? His name is Dex. And if you know me or follow me on social media, you know all about him. He is my world. I love him. I adopted him about five years ago. Um, he's good. He's got some weird coughing. But um, thank you for asking. I really appreciate that. No, yeah. he's, he's, doing, he's doing okay. He's on some medicine. My dad's a veterinarian. So the good news is I've got, I've got a vet on speed dial at all times. i got to get me one of them. I gotta get How me. About a, I gotta get me one of them. Wow! And, and, and by the way, this literally came up in our house. So I don't know about you because you you seem like you've been pretty healthy, but you know, and your your dad could answer this question. We heard during the pandemic that you know dogs could get COVID, and you're talking about a dog that with is a true. yeah, you're talking that about a dog true. with a cough. I don't know when you're out covering the Falcons where you know where he's out. <laughs> no, 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 it's nothing like that. It's nothing like that. He's um, out playing in the clubs or something like that, or going out to malls or. Hanging out with a bunch of other I dogs. He might be while I'm not home. I don't know. I'm not home a lot, so he may be off doing something else. But no, no, no. And, yeah, my dad thinks that he did see a couple of dogs with COVID, but it's not scientifically proven or anything. But, yeah. but no, he's got – I don't know. They actually think he might have asthma. So I have asthma. I don't know if I like, pass that off to him. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. All right. Well, oh, listen, oh, I, my. I adopted uh, Jesse about four years ago, too. So we were kindred spirits there. So – like, I'm always glad. I love that. And your name, your your dog's name is Dak. You said you, you named him after that quarterback in, in in Dallas. No, no, it's Dex, short for Dexter. Oh, Dex. Okay, oh, Dex. I think you said Dak. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Oh, I like Dexter. Yeah, Dex. I like that name, man. Let's go, Maria Martin. Yeah, his full name is Dexter, but I call him Dex. Uh, Maria, as always, we can't thank you enough. Can't look forward to having you back on the show and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks a lot. And weekend. Absolutely appreciate you guys. There you go. Maria Martin from 11 Alive. Up next, there is money flying through the air and opportunities for kids, especially those that play football. I'm going to tell you about that next in the casting call. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Sam and Greg on this Sunday, August 28th. Hope you are having a wonderful weekend. Hope you had a really good week and even better weekend yeah. so far. Yeah. Whatever you're doing out there. And no rain. Well, I shouldn't say that because there's pockets yep. all it, over it, the place. It's in, it's in the forecast, different percentages. I think 30% chance uh, today. So we'll see what happens. But it's that time of year. And you know what we've been able to avoid so far? Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Yeah. Yes. Don't want to say it too much because this is the time of year when they, they'll kick up. And But we have really, it's been a mild it is. hurricane season. We can thank Africa so for that. You know, well, we thank that one. We'll <laughs> we got to we we thank, thank Africa for yeah. that. But uh, they ain't sitting the thing our way. And uh, that could change. I used to love. That's right now, you know, not yet. When I was on a cruise ship, I used to love when hurricanes came. Nah, I yeah, I did, and here's the reason why. I don't want to mess with them. Too. No, and then you don't. You got to mess with them if you're on land. If you're parked there in Miami or Cape Canaveral or Tampa, you ain't going nowhere. You're there unless you get in the car and ride up to Georgia and go to Land Motor Speedway and park. But when you're out, if they decide to leave, now decisions were made a lot 
differently now than it were then. But we'd be out and hear about a hurricane coming or a big storm coming. We'd stay out longer. And by the way, if you know a hurricane's coming up 5th Street, you go over to 10th Street. And you avoid <laughs> you avoid it. So that's what we did. You make it sound so simple. Well, it is when you're, you know, you got, as they're called, seamen. Okay. They would they would just avoid the hurricane and go different. So you ended up getting a longer cruise and doing things differently. So ah. I didn't mind it when when hurricanes were coming. Now they just they'll just cancel it and you won't go out if they know it's coming. But good luck to them folks getting folks on a cruise ship anyway these days. Yeah, really. <laughs> They're having a real hard problem uh, getting stuff done. I want to send you guys to our website, 929thegame.com. Slash casting call. You know that every week I give you a new list of job opportunities. It's not all of them. That's why I give you the list of the casting directors so you can go to their Facebook, website, IG, wherever they're posting um, their jobs. You can check it out tonight at 10 o'clock, tomorrow at 1130 in the morning, Wednesday at 230. Whenever it is, you can go to their sites and see if this is something that's for you. If it's a restaurant scene, as long as you're over 18 and you got some kind of decent, you know, clothes in it, you can submit yourself. If they're looking for service, sometimes they ask for you to have some kind of connection to whatever business. Like last week we were, they were talking about service. They wanted people with restaurant experience. Not always, but it does help. Throughout the time I've been doing casting call, when they've asked for me, um, medical personnel, they want to know, are you a nurse? Are we holding? They want you there because they want to have authenticity to the scenes that they're shooting. There are people in the medical field who watch shows and they go, "That's not how we would give a shot." Yeah, that's that's not how the doctor would do this first. So they want to try to find as many people as possible connected with that particular industry. But I want to talk about the first one, the first breakdown I have on this week's casting call, and it's from a company that I have talked about. But not so much regularly, but they are so instrumental in a ton of stuff that's being done. It's game-changing films, and they are doing a project called Underdogs. This is a kid's football movie. Okay. Looking for young male football players ages 10 to 13. Now, first of all, if you're, gonna, if you're under 18, you got to have that certificate from the Georgia Department of Labor, and I have that link as you scroll down on the breakdown. You just click on it, fill out the paperwork, and boom, if you got – Four kids in the family that want to play or be a part of a production, then you got to have four different numbers. If it's just one, just one. But you don't get one just for the house. So anyway, they're looking for kids, again, 10 to 13 years old, which got me thinking about a conversation that you and I have had with others throughout the time we've been doing this show, and this are the possible injuries. We talk about it on the high school level a lot more. We talk about it on the college level even more, but... There is a concern that not enough information is out there about youth football for people. Or maybe they just don't want to go find it. But yesterday I took the opportunity to have Dr. Dale Yake on. Okay. Founder of PT Solutions, but also he sits on the Concussion Legacy Foundation board. And Dr. Dale, and it was funny because he wanted to make sure that he said every time he was pointing out something that should be some sort of concern to parents, you know, things to look out for, reminded our audience Hey, I'm not against you playing, you know, putting your kid in football. I I love football. It's his favorite sport. He went on and wanted to make that clear. But there is information and has been for a while that a lot of parents either don't know is there or have chosen not to, but we're going to keep pushing you there to find out what you should know. 
And so Dale came on, and he just reminded me about some things. I'm not going to replay the whole interview or, or talk about that much, but what I will do is drive you to the website. So those of you out there who've got kids or know some folks that have kids playing football, let's say under 15 years old, they can benefit from uh, the knowledge that's out there. So concussionfoundation.org, concussionfoundation.org. You go to that site, and they have put out a number of pieces having to do with just this specifically as far as youth football and other sports that you can get concussions with. So want to throw that out there. But that's the first one. Underdogs, game-changing films. Central casting has a need. This is a two-day booking. Now, this has been really interesting because I've been talking about contortionists over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and, again, I think there's another need, but a different type of con- contortionist on this one. But they need acrobats. New Netflix two-day booking is a project, feature film, excuse me, where they are accepting photo submissions of people who are skilled acrobats. And I don't know how to say this other than they're specifically looking for those folks who can spin on a wheel. It's like, okay, so take like a big hula hoop. Okay. About the size of us. Right. All right. And, but it's metal or whatever material it's used. And you've seen people grab those and, you know, spin around or, you know, propel them. They, they, I can't, you know, there's a, there's a word that actually describes this. But they say skilled CYR wheel performers or okay. acrobatic wheel performers. And, again, they just sort of take, put your hands at 10 and 2 and your feet at, say, uh, 8 and 4. Okay. And then spin around on this thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and not just in circles. You can, you know. You guys know what I'm talking about. Let's <laughs> go look at it. I'm not the best person to describe this thing, but they're looking. People who do it know what I'm talking about. Central Casting, new Netflix uh, project, looking for acrobatic wheel performers or CRY cry wheel performers. <sighs> Korean dancers. Okay. I don't think I've ever asked for Korean dancers. Never. Central Casting, um, them, which is Covenant, they're doing. They're looking for traditional Korean dancers with costumes. This is going to pay a little bit more, too. Yeah. 18 years and over. So, again, check out the breakdown. Read them all very thoroughly. I'm having breakdowns on here, Sam, where there's some they're saying, some are saying you don't have to get vaccinated or need to be vaccinated. Some still say you do. So there's an ebb and flow to this, and depending on the production, depending on where you're shooting it at, everybody's going to get tested. Okay. Everybody's going to get just a quick little whisk inside the <laughs> nose. but Whisk? A whisk. Whisk. Not, not, they're not going down and testing your tonsils and all that. Yeah. It's just a, you know. Well, they stop doing that. Well, some cases when they, they first, do. Boy, do when they first started, I was like, ooh. Yeah, Tracy had a bad experience with that. Yeah, Trying to get her tested good. after that was a problem. Still on here from last week, Destination Casting, a suspense dramedy. Looking for a black male who is a little person, five feet or under, 18 years plus, but looks younger. And there are a number of things about this character, but most importantly is that, and this is what they wrote, secretly he's a ghost that has been kept around by his grieving mother. So, destination casting, new suspense dramedy. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. If I said die heart to you, would you know what I'm talking about? Die heart. Die heart. I can say the title now. We couldn't say it last week. This is season two of the Kevin Hart Show. Okay. And he's looking for, or they're looking for, people to be, you know, males and females, all ethnicities to portray, as they put it, glitzy Hollywood types. 
Okay, and those that fit into that career, uh, category also with your high end cars, Porsche, Teslas, etc. Right. So your car can make you some money too. If you got that kind of car, you need that extra little. You know, it's like Eric talking about not buying a baseball car for twelve million. If you got it like that, the twelve million ain't gonna hurt you. But if it's a car you don't drive every day, then that's something Maybe. else, right? You know, if you have it and you don't drive it every day, and it's, it fits a need, something. Uh, why not? When you drove into uh, Trilith, the studios in Fayetteville, you went over a couple pretty big speed bumps, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, because they don't want nobody just rushing the place. You nah, can't, you can't you do that. You don't just go up in there. Yeah. I always think about these low-ride cars <laughs> when it comes to, y'all bring them to the studio. Oh, we can't get in. You know, the speed bump here. Anyway, the Kevin Hart Show is also looking for a number of different people, all shapes and sizes, for multiple roles. Hilton Casting doing season one of uh, Houston, looking for a female stand-in. Now, this person could be black, could be multiracial, could be Hispanic. Has to do with how, you know, your height, 5'3 to 5'5", around 120 to 150, ages 18 to 30 years old. But this is for a stand-in slash photo double. That one pays more. Casting all talent, still looking for twin babies. So these are there uh, for you and a few more from Extras Casting Atlanta. If you guys got any questions about any of this stuff, greg.clarksonodyssey.com. The list is also up right now on Twitter at GetCastWithGreg. And I will be – now, I think I'm going to hear from uh, Heather over at uh, Casting Taylor Made. She's got something coming up with a new project. And if she hits me up today, I will be talking about it tomorrow when I'm with Canon on Star 94 and then again – Tuesday and Ramona, of course, shouts out at you. Yeah, Ramona says, "Tell yep. Sam I said hello." How's she doing? My, she doing good. That's my boy. She doing good. She is. She is. She is enjoying being a mama. Yeah. Oh yes. She is. She is, absolutely. She's being careful and she's enjoying being, being a mama. <laughs> that is Ramona, and uh, so I'll be on with Ramona on Tuesday morning talking about all this stuff. Listen, coming up, uh, we just had Maria on, but Sam and I are going to give us uh, give you our thoughts on what we're seeing with this Falcons team as we get ready for this matchup with the Saints. Also, we got Joe Patrick coming on, and uh, Joe is going to talk Atlanta United, getting ready for today's matchup against D.C. United. That's uh, pregame 3.30, kick at 4 o'clock. Joe's going to join us with that. Also, talk more Braves with him. But, again, heading into the uh, 9 o'clock hour, we're still also trying <laughs> – what was the thing that we did earlier – Oh, I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Uh, it's, I don't have it in front of me here. We'll come back to that. There was something that we were talking. Oh, NASCAR. Okay, yeah. We wanted to get NASCAR a little bit of NASCAR. And, and, yeah. to a, and to a championship. Yeah. Getting yeah, both those events. Everything got shut down yesterday out there at Eastlake, but they are uh, back up and running this morning. But I know that there's something big going on in Daytona, and they had to shut that down too yesterday, correct? Absolutely. We're going to talk more about both of those coming up. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.